Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at Standby Skipper, the app that's supposed to help you figure out Genie Plus. Is it worth it? We let you know. Find old episodes of this podcast anywhere you find audio podcasts and at youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. Please like and subscribe there. And we'd really appreciate it if you leave us positive comments and reviews. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can check us out on patreon.com slash at Disney Deciphered, where you can receive bonus content and paid subscribers can have ad-free access. You can also support the podcast by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Standby Skipper, an app that purportedly helps you with your Genie Plus Lightning Lane strategy at Walt Disney World. Before we get to that, and we're going to get right into it today, though, but we wanted to quickly thank one of our newest Patreon supporters. Who do we have to thank today, Leslie? We're thanking Abigail P. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered, where you can select different ways to support us. And we love providing trip reports and unfiltered episodes and ad-free access to our podcast and all sorts of other little goodies and extras to our Patreon supporters. Thanks so much to everyone new and old for supporting the podcast. All right. So Leslie, before we talk about Standby Skipper which again is an app that's going to help you book your Genie Plus Lightning Lanes, we should start by taking a minute or two and talking about why haven't we covered it yet? I will go with the first reason. The first reason we haven't covered it is, Leslie, I think, frankly, we have felt like we don't need such an app. And we will go through at the end of this episode or some point in this episode talking about whether Disney fanatics like you and me who have... (laughs) recorded hours and hours of content about Genie Plus, you know, whether we could benefit by using Standby Skipper or not. But there are also other reasons we haven't covered it yet, Leslie, and we've kind of avoided it on this podcast. Well, we kind of kept thinking it was going to get shut down because so many of these things that tap into Disney systems have over the years, especially ones that are paid services, the ones sometimes that are free that somebody who's just kind of like a developer who loves you know, figuring out how, how these things work that, you know, have created have lasted longer. But usually when someone's making money off of the backs of Disney, Disney shuts it down. I mean, they just did that right to all of the VIP tour guides who were sort of coming in. So we just kept thinking it was not long for this world, but it's hung in and many more people are using it. And we've also thought, I guess, Joe, that as soon as we record an episode about it, then Disney's going to shut it down or 
change Genie Plus, which we are expecting to happen. So maybe this is our way, recording this episode is our way to try to get Disney to finally change Genie Plus and give us those 2024 changes that they promised. So we're putting it out there in the universe, maybe. Yeah. And if you own Stand by Skipper and you're listening to this, we apologize if we've put you out of business by recording this episode. Leslie, you just gave me like a very large kind of fear shock because I realized we are recording this exactly two weeks before we plan to release the episode, which means it it could all be destroyed before that we release this. But we will find out and we'll get into it. So let's get into Standby Skipper and what it is. Now, I've said it a couple times, but to be a little bit more specific about it, it's an app that you can download and then you're going to pay a fee. And what it's going to do is it's going to search and book your Genie Plus Lightning Lanes for you. Now, it's not like automatic, right? It's not like you, Leslie, are like, hey, Joe, can you book my Lightning Lanes for you, for me? And then I just go and book whatever I want for you while you're in the parks. You know, I've done that for, well, the only person I've ever done that for is my wife and her sister. But I've done that before, right? Where someone's in the parks and I'm just helping them book their Genie Plus Lightning Lanes. It's not like that. You have to tell it what you want to book, but you tell Standby Skipper what you want to book and then it's going to book it for you. All right, so let's talk about the process of using Standby Skipper. Leslie, just so I'm not talking this whole entire episode, I've written up the steps. They're pretty straightforward. So why don't you run through them, and then when we get to the more nitty-gritty stuff, you know, I'll jump in. All right, so first you've got to download the app, and I presume, Joe, it's available on iPhone and Android. Is that right? Yes, and also Windows Zune. Oh, Just wow. kidding. No. <laughs> Okay. And then you need to make the purchase and price for this is $25 for one day of use, or you can purchase seven consecutive days and that's $45. So if you're going to use it for two days or more, you should buy that longer package. And then you need to friend request standby skipper. They become part of your friends and family on my Disney experience as I understand it. And that's sort of how they're able to get around, I guess, maybe some of the IT things that Disney doesn't like because that is legit to friend somebody and use that as the, the the method in. And then you need to buy Genie Plus. Of course, you can't do that until midnight the night before. Standby Skipper, you can purchase up to 30 days in advance, if I remember correctly. And so you can kind of do that first before your trip. And then, you know, like you're going to buy Genie Plus, you know, at midnight the rest of the time, then you do that. And then once you purchase Genie Plus, you can set up the searches that you want in Standby Skipper. So hopefully I've gotten, I know enough about it. I haven't used it myself that that is the, the general parameters. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I will say right now, you still actually, in fact, you're going to probably want to stay up until midnight to buy Genie Plus and then sleep in, maybe. I don't, we'll talk about that. Now, Leslie, you said the last step is to set up your searches. And we should point out that Standby Skipper has five different options for your searches. And I do like how they have spread this out and made it simpler than looking for specific times, because I feel like that would be too cumbersome. Instead, they've broken it into five different types of searches. So the first search is an anytime search. Basically, it's like, I say, I want to book Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Standby Skipper looks for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. If it's available at any time during the day, it just books that time. Done. Then there are morning searches. It'll only book it if it's between park open and noon. Afternoon searches between noon and four. 
evening searches between four and park close. And then the last type of search, which is probably going to be the most useful for people like us, Leslie, except for maybe in the morning, is the as soon as possible, the ASAP search, which will look for the attraction that you're looking for within the next two hours. So this is really great for Morning Mad Dash, that kind of strategy. Please refer back to episode 256, our Genie Plus 101 episode, if you are not clear what the Morning Mad Dash is. So those are the types of searches that you can have. A nice thing is you can set up multiple searches. In fact, you should set up multiple searches and have it searching at the same time. So you don't really want to, you do not really want to be looking for one attraction at a time. You want Standby Skipper to be looking for multiple attractions. And then when you get a Lightning Lane booked, you're going to receive a push notification from Standby Skipper. Now, one small like hiccup here is... I did have trouble seeing the time on the push notification. I don't know if it's because of like the size of my phone or whatever. So I did have to go into my Disney experience to see what the actual, you know, push notification or excuse me, what the actual return time was from my lightning lane. So standby skipper will book all your genie plus lightning lane attractions for you. What's the one thing that we love doing Leslie that unfortunately standby skipper will not do for us. Modify. So that's really important for folks who are modifying and fine tuning. Like we are, we really like to make sure that we are like not wasting five minutes here and there. And so, yeah, if you, if you like to modify this, you have to DIY. You know, I think a lot of folks like to use standby skipper sort of as it's good enough, but if it needs to be optimized, then you're going to have to do some manual work. Exactly. So I tried Standby Skipper for three days, only actually was in the parks for two, but I paid for an extra day of Genie Plus and tested it on my day that I was arriving on Friday. Of course, I got it at 11 p.m., so I didn't actually ride any attractions, but I was testing an afternoon stack to see how Standby Skipper would do booking lightning lanes for me for an afternoon on a travel day. If you're not sure what an afternoon stack is, again, episode 256, Genie Plus 101. So Leslie, I sent you all the, you know, I was like in the midst of traveling and rollerblading and roller skating, as I've mentioned already. Do you recall like what attractions, and I was doing Hollywood Studios, what attractions did Standby Skipper manage to get for me? So it booked you Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, Slinky Dog Dash, and then it booked you Alien Swirling Saucers, but you actually modified that to Toy Story Mania. So four top tier attractions for an afternoon stack. I presume, Joe, and I, you didn't tell me this, did you select Slinky Dog Dash for the afternoon as your sort of first pick? Is that how you said it initially? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I'm still not completely sure about with Standby Skipper, I do feel like it kind of knows what to prioritize. And I think it would prioritize finding Slinky Dog Dash, but I didn't want to like risk it. And so what I did for my stack is, and this is where you still have to have an understanding of Genie Plus to use Standby Skipper at least well. You could put all the attractions down and then Genie and then Standby Skipper will get whatever it gets for you. But I was like, I want to test to see if Standby Skipper can definitely get me Slinky Dog Dash in the afternoon so that I know when I'm arriving, I can go to Hollywood Studios and ride it. And so the first attraction, I only put Slinky Dog Dash down and then waited for Standby Skipper to grab that. After that point, then I started putting two, three attractions down at a time. So I think I had Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, Smuggler's Run, and Tower of Terror. I had it searching for those three at the same time. It grabbed me Mickey and Minnie's second, then Smuggler's, 
Never grabbed Tower of Terror, but at that point, I only had one search. So I added Toy Story Mania and Alien Swirling Saucers. And then, like you said, it grabbed Alien Swirling Saucers. And I was like, no, I'll be able to get that later. I modified it to Toy Story Mania. I can't even remember if I ended up reactivating the Alien Swirling Saucers search, but I'm sure I could have gotten that. So, I mean, it's a pretty good stack overall, especially a really good stack if you consider if you're actually traveling, you probably don't have time to, you know, the worst part about Genie Plus is setting these two-hour alarms for yourself, and I didn't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, that's pretty solid. And I mean, yeah, you probably could have done that and then more yourself, but you would have been on the phone a lot on a travel day, which is not entirely realistic. So I really like it. I like the result that you have for a travel day for that afternoon and evening stack. So very, very good. All right. So let's talk about some of the the hiccups. I mean, you, you said you, th- you think it knows about prioritization, but I mean, at least from what I read on the website, it doesn't. And maybe it does for Slinky. Maybe that's the exception. So, you know, but it did give you Alien Swirly Saucers instead of Toy Story Mania. So I think... Like you say, it maybe is not great at prioritization. Or maybe if it's run by my kids, you know, you never know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You never know. You never know who's behind. You never know who's behind the standby skipper. Yeah. So I would say that I question its prioritization. So if there's an attraction you really want, definitely go ahead and only search for that attraction. But once you get to that level, that part of the day where you're Like you have a handful of attractions, but you don't really care which one you go to first. Then you can start those multiple searches. I used it for two morning mad dashes. So I did Hollywood Studios on Saturday and Magic Kingdom on Sunday. And so for both those days, I started the day, you know, I bought Genie Plus at 12. And then I set both up for just one search, right? And of course, for Hollywood Studios, I had a searching for Slinky Dog Dash and for Magic Kingdom, I had a searching for Peter Pan. It grabbed both of those sometime before I woke up. Like I was waking up at like 7.45 or 8. So it grabbed both of those for like a 9.15 return. So pretty good. And not having to wake up was great. Of course, not waking up, Leslie. I was like, oh, standby skipper, let me sleep in. This is great. But, you know, I Disney rookie mistake, Leslie. Forgot I had to wake up at 7 a.m. to do all this other stuff, right? Yeah, you still got to wake up at 7 a.m. for your virtual queues. You still got to wake up at 7 a.m. for your paid lightning lanes. If you're doing any of those things, you're still you're still getting up. So so did you get up? <laughs> no, I didn't. And I was like, oh, shoot, now I can't ride Rise of the Resistance. And, and then I was like, oh, shoot, like I didn't get a virtual queue for Tron. So I'm going to buy the lightning lane for it instead. The Tron lightning lane doesn't sell out that fast. So, you know, that wasn't hard to buy at 8 o'clock or whatever. But it is nice to not have one extra thing to worry about at 7 o'clock. And so that's kind of how it goes. Now, for both Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom, once I got that first attraction, once I rode that first attraction, I would have Standby Skipper searching for like two to three attractions at a time. And so at Magic Kingdom, I did a pretty good job. You know, I was going from attraction to attraction. It was was a pretty busy weekend overall. So return times were pushing back pretty quickly. It was really good to have Standby Skipper there to help. I think the biggest win for Standby Skipper is I was just testing it and I booked Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and I just said, get it anytime in the afternoon. But when I started the search, it was around lunchtime and there was no Lightning Lane return times left for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So I was like, let's see what Standby Skipper can do because we've talked about it on this podcast in the past. 
I have like been on my phone constantly refreshing and checking for Remy's and then eventually one popping up and grabbing it. It took a couple hours, but around three or so, or I can't remember exactly what time, lo and behold, I got a push notification from Standby Skipper that they grabbed me a Remy's for like four or five o'clock. So, I mean, that, that was a big win right there and really saved me a lot of time looking at my phone and saved me a lot of battery as well from refreshing and stuff like that. That's a great use of it as well. If there's sort of like a ride that you're desperate to ride and you think it's gone for the day and you're going to be refreshing, 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 then that's that's definitely a great use of it. So what are some of the tips that you learned sort of from, from using it over the course of these, I guess, three days in total? Before we get to some tips for how to use Standby Skipper, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, so here are some tips that I learned. Definitely search for multiple attractions at the same time. Again, because we're not sure what it prioritizes, I would say to play it safe when you're searching for multiple attractions, have them at your same mental level of priority. Especially like with something like Alien Swirling Saucers, if you know that you want Toy Story Mania, but it's returning in a couple hours, and you just want to ride Alien Swirling Sauces right now, and you can grab a Genie Plus for it right now, then you don't need to use Standby Skipper. Just go into My Disney Experience, book Alien Swirling Saucers, then have Standby Skipper searching for Toy Story Mania and another attraction for you later. But definitely, multiple searches is very good. Another really nice thing is that it'll search for up to 12 people, and it'll search for Genie Plus Lightning Lanes for everyone in your friends list. So this is a little bit of a, like a sharing memory maker type situation. So, you know, if you are with a large group, like you could have it searching for Haunted Mansion for four people here while searching for Big Thunder for four people there. I mean, so you can set up multiple searches at a time and it'll do that for you. That's actually pretty useful because again, you, you have to set it up on standby skipper, but you don't have to be like on your, my Disney experience, like refreshing and then checking the time and then like seeing if it stays and you know, all that, of course, it is only going to get you whatever time it ends up getting you, but you can work off of that and modify off of that. So that's really helpful. I think if you really want to maximize it, you still have to be pretty active. You can think of standby skipper as a backup that it's going to book something for you in case you forget to book it. Or, you know, you forget. sometimes I go through the line, I tap in to the attraction and I forgot to, I forget to, or I don't want to pick up my phone while I'm waiting in the lightning lane to get my next one. Well, standby skipper will do that for you. That's pretty good. But like we talked about already, modify aggressively if you need to, to maximize your plan and to maximize your time. I really started thinking of standby skipper as like an assistant, something that would help me if I forgot something that would like help remind me or help take care of it in the background for me. But I would still be kind of actively, I think if I was on a trip where I wasn't just testing standby skipper and I was like using it, but like for my family, I would still be decently active on my Disney experience myself, but not as much as if I was just doing everything myself. Sure. All right. Well, I want to talk about 
couple questions that came up as you're describing this that I had. Did you try at any point to see if you could beat it, right? Were you at, at any point, you know, okay, you've set it to look for Slinky Dog Dash at 7 a.m. for the afternoon or whatever. Were you trying to see if you could get something first or were you just letting the app run and then modifying after? I was letting the app run to test it. I think we could beat it. I don't, we couldn't, we couldn't necessarily beat it when it's the Remy situation. We probably couldn't beat it just because we are not going to pull down and refresh as efficiently as a computer will. And I'm, I'm sure they don't search like every single second or something like that. But still, just in terms of like, if you're thinking about realistically, when you're in the parks, you don't want to be staring at your phone the whole time, walking through World Celebration Gardens, which is really nice, Journey of Water, which is really nice. You don't want to be just constantly pulling down and refreshing. So I think in that instance, we probably wouldn't be able to beat Standby Skipper. I do think that we are faster finger at 7 a.m. Like, I don't think it necessarily like searches right at 7 a.m. And, you know, at this point in our Disney careers, Leslie, with the amount of experience we have with time.gov and getting our party set up and clicking immediately. I think we like, for example, I probably could have gotten a 9am Slinky Dog Dash, but in the long run, like 9am, 9.15am and the difference between, you know, being awake at seven or not being awake, you know, it, it adds up in terms of its utility, whether we can beat it or not. It's, it would be more like a pride thing to prove that you could like beat the computer a little bit. Do you want to play a game? But you know, it's, it's, it's beatable, but not necessarily worth the effort it would take to beat it. Got it. I mean, in some ways, I think you were looking for it to get that afternoon time for Slinky Dog Dash. It seems like it's able to do that better than a human is because you aren't able to see the return time at 7 a.m. that you're trying to book. So, you know, it's good for But I guess if you're trying to get that that early morning Slinky, then maybe the the human element is the better way to go. All right. Other question. Did you get any multi-experience passes? Did you have any rides go down that converted into multis? And how does Standby Skipper handle that? I'm curious, like, does it know that now you're eligible to book another one and it go ahead, it goes ahead and does that? I didn't run into that situation, but I'm like pretty sure that it would know. Because it's basically, you know, the thing is, yes, Standby Skipper isn't hacking into Disney or whatever, but it is making calls to the server and basically... It's the same as if I used my phone and searched for a lightning lane. It's just, I don't know how Standby Skipper is accessing the API, but it's doing that. So it is taxing Disney servers, but it knows exactly what my Disney experience knows. So one improvement to the tip board last year was that now it'll say, you can book your next Genie Plus lightning lane at whatever time. Well, Standby Skipper grabs that information from my Disney experience. That's in the app as well. So Standby Skipper will tell you when the next time you can book is. Even if even if it's going to do it for you, it's going to tell you when the next time is. Because of that, and because the way we know how multiple experience passes work, once you get a multiple experience pass, it lets you book again. I'm sure Standby Skipper could book again too, so you're not going to lose anything there. Got it. So after having used it for several days, I mean, what kind of did you come away with who, who is this for? You said, maybe it's not for us, but maybe, or maybe it is under certain limited circumstances. So who do you think we get the most value out of this purchase? Yeah, I think the most value is going to be had from beginners who understand genie plus decently well, but haven't had the experience of like using it day in day out to like, kind of get the nuance for the feel of it's, I mean, it's a, it's a finicky system. We know this, right? Genie plus is 
not perfect. <laughs> that is probably the understatement of the year. It is, it's, it's just not, it's not that simple to use. If you have a good understanding of just the basic concepts of Genie Plus and you're a beginner and you don't want to like deal with the stress, I think this is a great, I mean, it's only a $45 investment. If you've paid $200 for Genie Plus for five days, like $1,000 for your family of five, okay, it was that was too much. But you know, you're spending hundreds of dollars on Genie Plus, right? An extra $45 at that point is very close to being a drop in the bucket. And so for beginners, I think it would be very useful. But I can't reiterate this enough. You do have to have, or to at least get good use out of it, you should have a good understanding of how Genie Plus works. I mean, I guess the other way you could use it is you could just take every ride you want and then put them all under as soon as possible and then just let Standby Skipper give you whatever it gives you. And kind of knowing that if you put 10 rides down, you only get to six or seven. I mean, honestly, that's probably a perfectly good way to use it and you'll get to do you know quite a bit. So for beginners, it's good. For people who are more advanced, I was talking to another Disney friend, Leslie, who's really good with Genie Plus, and she said the same thing. She's like, I use Standby Skipper. I'm probably better than it, but using Standby Skipper saved me some time and I didn't have to like worry about it as much. So even if you're advanced and you know the Genie Plus 201 tricks, another episode you can find on our previous podcast, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. But even if you have all those skills, the really nice thing on this trip was I was just so busy with stuff. I was like, this is the perfect trip for me to test out Standby Skipper, just see what it'll get for me. And then I'll just, you know, I'm not, my trip's not ruined if I miss any attraction except for the people mover, but Standby Skipper can't get that for me anyway. Right. So let me just let it get what it can get. And so that worked perfectly well. And so that is another use case. If you want to spend time with your family and not with your phone, definitely worth checking out Standby Skipper. And then kind of the last thing I would say is that if you have Genie Plus for like a lot of days over your trip, like over the course of seven days, I know that this is sunk cost fallacy and that this is not really how economics work, but it feels better spreading that $45 standby skipper cost over four or five days than, you know, just using it for two. For sure. Or if you can share it with somebody else who's friend who's on the same spring break <laughs> as you are, then, you know, more power to you if you can make it work that way as, as well. So, you know, I'm just sort of thinking back to like when this would be most helpful to me. And, you know, back when I was traveling with babies and toddlers and like, hands being free, that was very hard, or I was easily distracted, you know, it could easily miss a time, even with an alarm, that would be very, very helpful. I mean, now that my kids are bigger, I can be like, guys, I'm booking a lightning lane, you know, be quiet, <laughs> give me a second. But I, I think for folks who are kind of overwhelmed by the circumstances of like their family, especially if you're the pressure's all on you, because I feel that sometimes if I'm going with a group and it's like, Leslie, get us the perfect itinerary. Like none, nobody else bothers to learn it. It's all on me. Like I'm worried about my phone messing up or something like that. Have you heard anything speaking of messing up about standby skipper having issues at some certain points in time? I mean, I presume it's dealing with Disney IT. So if Disney IT is down, it's down. But other than that, I think the beauty of standby skipper is you kind of don't know how the sausage is made. And so I'm sure there are times where it like misses something, but it probably doesn't cause such a backup that like people don't realize 
like you just don't have time to realize like maybe it's 10 or 15 because it is later than you would be when i was doing that afternoon stack it didn't grab my second lightning lane for the afternoon until 11 13 a.m which is 13 minutes later than i would have grabbed it myself right so these things happen like it's not like i said it's not searching every single instance but that being said i think like overall the whole point is to not look at your phone and to not worry about it. So you kind of aren't going to notice if there's like a little bit of a hiccup here or there. I I should also say that one thing that finally convinced me to try this out, aside from the multiple listeners and clients who asked me about it, is I had a friend who, they were, they were that friend, Leslie, who was like, hey, I'm going to Disney World next week. Do you have any advice? And next week was Christmas. So it was it was a serious time. So we talked a little bit and I got her ready for a trip, but she ended up buying Standby Skipper and she said that it really made things feel better at Christmas. So I, I guess I would say another use case is during the super busy times, spring break is coming up, things like that. Standby Skipper is probably going to save you some stress. If even for people like us, if only for the reason that we just won't be constantly modifying and trying to maximize everything, we're just going to let someone else do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, hopefully this episode is not already obsolete by the time we're going to be releasing it. But why don't we close this out with our Disney do or don't? What do you have for us, Joe? Yeah. So my Disney do is if you're going to use Standby Skipper, still do some research to decide what attractions to prioritize. I, like I said, really having at least a basic understanding of Genie Plus and which attractions book up first, which are ones that you can save for later, that's really going to help you to come up with your list to give Standby Skipper and to decide when to ask it to find what attractions. Like I said, the easy version is you just throw all the attractions in there and get what you get. But if you want to be a little bit more efficient, get to things a little bit faster and have a little, like, you know, squeeze out that extra ride or two, then you're really going to only want to search for two to four rides at a time. And you want to know which rides do I need to prioritize? Which rides do I do second tier, third tier, stuff like that. Okay, Joe. Well, thanks for trying this out for us. Yeah. And uh, if you have tried this out or if you have any questions, you can email us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Tweet us at www.deciphered on Twitter or find us on Instagram Disney Deciphered. And of course, you can also find us on YouTube now, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. Please like and subscribe there. That'll do it for the Standby Skipper episode. So thank you everyone for taking the time to listen to us. And other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you trying this out at your next Walt Disney World vacation. Thanks, Joe. Oh, by the way, not available for Disneyland yet. (laughs) 